Welcome to No Such Thing as Normal podcast with Natalie Hayes and Jess McKeown. This is a casual podcast where we talk about all the things you're not supposed to talk about in order to help you normalize your real life, because really we're all just a bunch of weirdos having a completely human experience in a society that asks us to pretend like we're not. And I'm your host, Jess, a gifted spirit baby medium who facilitates deep soul healing by channeling divine messages. And I'm your other host, Natalie, an intuitive and transformative life coach. Be sure to subscribe where you listen to podcasts, watch our 100% unedited episodes on YouTube, and you can follow us on IG at No Such Thing as Normal Pod for more weirdo and woo content. And if you like this episode, <laughs> please, please, please be sure to rate and review and share with your friends so that they can unleash their weird with you. Yeah, do it. <laughs> be weird with us. <laughs> we want more. <laughs> we want more weird. <laughs> Did you ever just do that as a kid? Like pound your silver on the table? Yeah. Like, we sure. want more. That probably came from a movie, huh? I think that's how I started to write in kindergarten. So. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> what episode started. is that on? <laughs> I think it's the first one. No, but I mean, like we have to go into more depth about that. I mean, mm. today we're going to chat about relationships, but we probably should just talk about our riots one day. We will talk about <laughs> So it's Libra season. Mm-hmm. And here's what I want to say. If you're a Libra, you're probably working on relationships in some way or form. Mm-hmm. Libra is the opposite of my sign. I'm an Aries. So it's all about me. And I realize <laughs> like when I respond to things, it's always fucking I statements and it's always about me. And it's always about, this is what I think. And I'm like, maybe I should like be a little less like injecting my opinion as an Aries. I, 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 um, but then Libra they're all about balance and beauty and we, we, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, they kind of drive me crazy sometimes to be totally honest. Libras. Ooh, a little triggered. <laughs> yeah, they're a little, they're a little too much for me sometimes. They're a little too, woo, you know, they're, <laughs> I just want to be like, whoa, Libras. Um, no, I love Libras. I love Libras. You, you know, somebody told me like, you can't hate a sign because you have all the signs in you. You can't, you really can't. I mean, you can hate a part of yourself, but you know. That's exactly what it reflects. <laughs> Maybe like, I'm like really self-conscious about my partnerships and, and relationships. I am. You could be. I am. Mm-hmm. I just want, like, I've always wanted a best friend. Mm-hmm. And I think having a best friend in a romantic relationship is really awesome. But, <clears throat> you know, there's different layers of relationships. And I think we're going to focus on romantic ones, right? Yeah. We're talking about romantic ones for the show. Cause those are the ones that really fuck us up. <laughs> <laughs> well, Mercury, I feel like Mercury being retrograde in Libra. Um, Good Lord. It's a lot about romantic relationships right now, like <sighs> communication and like one, the one-on-one, it doesn't necessarily have to be romantic, but like your close one-on-one relationships out there are really kind of being highlighted right now. Yes. I, today's the 4th of October. And I was going to say May the 4th be with you, but that's May. That's May. <laughs> Oct the 4th doesn't work. Um, and I channeled so many new moon in Libra ceremonies for people this, this week. Spirit's like, and do it on the 6th and do it on the 6th and get your shit together and do this with your partner. So I actually have a candle that I'm going to burn on the new moon in Libra. It's a relationship oh. candle. So I should go get it to show the audience at home. Oh, I um, love that. But yeah, I am hardcore working on my relationship right now. Um, so what house is Libra? A what, what house in your chart is Libra over? Do you know? I'm not, I'm not a hobby astrologist. <laughs> <laughs> like some people on this podcast. Some people. 
but let me look if you have an app a handy app okay um i got my pluto in libra which is retrograde right now and ending soon that's it what house is it um the second house oh values (laughs) see how she says that she's like (laughs) oh values money values does that mean i want like gifts money and values for my partners um yeah (laughs) or you find those things through partnership Mm, I do. Mm-hmm. I have I to learn that this. That's I've been like debating taking this year long astrology course just to like learn this. So I can just be super cash on the hobbyist level and be like, oh, your second house. Yeah. It's my goal. Like your Aries would hate that a year. I know. That sounds excessive. It does. <laughs> I've already quit it. <laughs> yeah, no, that doesn't sound good for you. <laughs> okay. I need the one month astrology crash course. I need the cliff notes, astrology crash course. Yes. Actually my guide said, I just need to study. Yeah. This is what happened. See, I'm talking, my guides are listening and then they're like a casual friend and they're just like, Actually, you just need to study Jessica, mm-hmm. like make yourself some flashcards and like learn this shit. It's not that hard. It's not there are 12 houses. Like it's not hard. It's not hard. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So while I'm learning astrology over yeah. the next year, <laughs> Um, what about you? Where is like, where's Libra for you? Speaking of charts. Um, it's my 11th house. So like, the oh, house of your community. 11th house. Yeah. Jess, what does that mean? Can you tell me? <laughs> Wait. Okay. Community. Okay. Yeah. You like, like polyamorous relationships, collective, like bigger groups. Um, yeah, that's really what it is. It's like, it's traditionally ruled by Aquarius. So like when you think of the 11th house, what does Aquarius care about? The collective, making decisions for the collective, big groups, getting people together. That's what it is. But my MC is in my 11th house as well. So Mm. my career has something to do with like equality and groups and collective work. And how does that relate to your relationships though? Um, Okay. So Libra traditionally rules over the seventh, no, Yes. Seventh house of one-on-one mm. relationships. Um, so whatever sign you have over your seventh house is the attributes you look for in a partner. And I've said oh this before, God. I like grew up in Texas on my son line. So like, that's very influential for my personality. People want to marry me in Texas. It's not, you know, I'm not <laughs> bragging. Like that's just a fact. <laughs> it's okay. If you're bragging though. <laughs> <laughs> So my, my son being in my seventh house of one-on-one relationships in Gemini just means like I'm attracted to really chatty, curious, quick people. I tend to find them on my sunline and I like really shine in that area. So okay. all my exes live in Texas. <laughs> That's why you hang your hat in Tennessee <laughs> or Colorado. Yeah. Even well, further away. <laughs> yes. Um, I don't have a whole ton of exes, but I think we should talk about our exes and maybe like some big mistakes we've made with them. Okay. <laughs> I'm in. <laughs> I think you're going to win, but no. <laughs> um, okay. Let's see. Okay. Biggest mistakes you've made in past relationships. Okay. So I used to live in this small town called Elko, Nevada, mm-hmm. which is like between Salt Lake and Reno on I-80. And it's a small, small town and another time for a story of why I moved there. But I met this like super cute guy. We worked together at the movie theater. Mm -hmm. He was a year younger than me. I mean, he was Mormon. Cute. Yeah. (laughs) And 
I was like, well, I am a teenager and I am horny and I want to like make out and do all this stuff. And he was very religious and And it was, it was very much, well, no, here's the thing. He didn't say no. Oh, we did make out and do all this stuff. And then I felt really bad because oh. part of me was like, ha, ha, ha. and then afterwards, yeah. yeah then afterwards <laughs> I was like, mm, maybe I shouldn't have done that. That's kind of disrespectful. And as much as I like loved him and his family and his sisters and everything, like I just kind of knew I was like, mm, like I'm not converting to Mormonism and this isn't really going to go anywhere. Mm-hmm. And so I, we broke up when I went off to college and it, you know, it was good. It was friendly. It was, you know, it was okay, but it was, <clears throat> it was really bad for me to think that like, I could be with somebody that religious. Yeah. Like it was just not going to happen. <laughs> you just had to try it. You didn't get in deep, you know, you're good. Yeah. You escaped. But like, he was like my first like real boyfriend. He was a real like sweet guy. And I felt bad doing that to be totally honest. Would you say that's the biggest mistake you've made is just like even engaging with somebody that's hyper-religious? Yeah. Because, you know, like people don't switch their religions that often, (laughs) you know, (laughs) especially not Mormons. Let's put it that way. And I think like, yeah, the fact that like, I thought somebody could like leave their religion for me essentially, um, or, you know, let that go, not realizing how big a part of that, um, is for some people, you know, I didn't really have a super religious upbringing, even though my father, I mean, my grandfather was a Methodist minister, like, I wasn't really religious, you know, there was church and this kind of stuff, but yeah, I was, that was pretty bad. I find it less likely mm. for men to leave religions, straight white men, because they're mm. not oppressed within it. I feel like women are more in my experience, more likely to leave religions because they mm-hmm. are oppressed. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, they are. They are. And I think especially too, like, there's a lot of religions out there that are like, oh, if you can't have a baby, then like you're out of favor with God. And that is 100% not true. Throw that in the trash. If you've ever heard that, that's not true. Just unsubscribe. (laughs) (laughs) Leave that religion. Come on down. Um, What about you? Like, what's the biggest mistake you've made? I mean, in a past relationship, I'm sure there's more for me. I'm sure Um, some more. It might be uh, dating men. (laughs) (laughs) Wait, but like, how would you know if you didn't try? Right. Sure. (laughs) You know, (laughs) I I think Jenna knew, but she still tried. (laughs) Really? Yeah. Yeah. You're like, I might like that. I don't know. uh, You know, like she, again, grew up Mormon. So the conditioning Mm. straight heteronormative ways. Mm. Was it a big mistake to date men? Why did it like, do you feel like it like set you back in your like pathway? Did it, was it harmful? No. And I actually, I don't really like the word mistake because like it all, you know, it all got me here to where I am. That's what I was getting at. (laughs) I liked the people obviously that I dated in the past. Actually, I will say, I don't know that I liked my husband, my ex-husband. Yeah. Cause like is so much different than love. Yeah. That's true. I feel like I loved him. I feel like we had a karmic relationship. Um, but chills on that. I feel like I should have pushed harder to push back the marriage because I don't think it would have happened if I had. Mm. So maybe like maybe ending things was probably a better decision for me, but it all worked out. Hey, I've been through a divorce. It wasn't painful. That's exciting. (laughs) I feel like sometimes we have to go through these for the collective. 
Yeah. You know, if we're going to be teachers and healers and, you know, a lot of times my guides are like, so, you know, you're doing this for you and others. Right. And I was like, oh, okay. Why? (laughs) (laughs) Like, did I really agree to this? They're like, oh, you did. You did. did. Here's your contract. Mm -hmm. But that helps me because at least I can take something from that pain or that learning or that, you know, whatever else. Um, oh God, I think another big mistake I made in a past relation. Well, it's not a past relationship. It's my current relationship, but mm. my current marriage is like, I was like, Oh, I put it on a pedestal. Mm-hmm. I was like, I'm married. Everything is fixed. Everything oh, is going to be wonderful. Yeah. Like I have, Oh, like reach the crowning pinnacle of being a woman. All I need is a baby and I am set. My worth is validated, right? And um, that came crumbling down. And it was just, (laughs) it was just like this big lie, this big facade, this big thing that I was buying into, um, that I was, you know, um, like judging my husband against and be like, Hey, Hey, according to this, you should be doing this. We should be doing this, you know? And there was so much of that, like by this time I want to get married. And by this time I want to have kids and then I want to buy a house and blah, blah, blah. And like, when you step out of all of that, or when you complete all of that, like really soon, you're like, cool. Like now what, now what do we do? <laughs> There's nothing to be like, develop emotional intimacy with your partner or <laughs> yeah, sustain. Yeah. Yeah. Here's how to have like really deep conversations. And our marriage got so bad. I was working, I was stressed, was like all this stuff. And he said, I want my wife back, you know? Mm -hmm. And, um, we, we developed this thing called relationship Tuesdays just because we were having this conversation on a Monday night and the next Mm -hmm. day was Tuesday. And and we were like, this is what my husband and I do. We just like make up things and we label them and we're team McKeown and we have all our own little, you know, things as couples do. And every Tuesday we just said, well, let's spend time working on our relationship. And we just recently reinstated that. And it wasn't like this time it was like, oh, because like we've kind of, you know, things in life and we just need to like have a little bit more fire and energy towards our relationship. And then like, once we do relationship Tuesdays for a while, then it fades out and then we don't need them anymore. And we've, we're back on our like rhythm, but it's things that I realized, I didn't realize that like the rhythm dies or people change or, you know, like you have to adjust to certain things. Like I literally just thought we we're just going to be the same. <laughs> just oh my God. Mur- Biggest lie we've been told is that we stay the same. Biggest lie. <laughs> oh my God. And I was like, and we're going to do this. And, you know, and I was like, oh, like I, li- I was a marketer, like, you know, type a worker. And like in my marriage with my husband found out about all these psychic gifts, gifts and everything. So I am literally a totally different person than when he yeah. met me, you know? And like, you really do have to find somebody that you can change with and transform with. And, you know, there might be bumpy roads at times, but yeah, that was like that lie, that mistake. I, but here's the thing also, I wouldn't change it for the world. Right. Because in that crumbling in my tower card moment, in my depressive lane in my bedroom, dark for days of just like what has happened, I was like, okay. Let's not, let's not build this on lies. Yeah. What, what do I, and so that was actually more terrifying because I was like, oh, well, here's a nice, happy structure I can follow. And now I'm like, oh, fuck, what do I actually want my relationship to be like? It's up to me. I can Mm -hmm. have it however I want. You know, I don't have to follow any of these rules and stuff. And so that's been fun. Now it's fun before it was scary. (laughs) Creating something you've never seen. Yeah. Yeah. Or just, and just being like, is this the right thing? Is this going to work? I don't know. And then you kind of realize like the only way is to try and to find mm-hmm. out, you know, just do it, just do it. Yeah. 
Um, I want to go back. <laughs> I think the biggest relationship I've ever, mistake I've ever made, and I've done it to every person that I've dated. Oh, okay. Is project my happiness onto them because that's Tell what I saw. Oh, that's what I saw. How, how do you project your happiness onto somebody? When you, a key indicator that you are projecting something onto another person is when you tell them you make me blank. Oh, like nobody can make you anything. I didn't know you that, yeah. are setting up these expectations of like happiness in a partner. So like when they make you upset, when they make you angry, that are not meeting this projected expectation of happiness that you have set, but maybe not communicated. Oh, so once yeah. they had more marks in the category of not making you happy, it was breakups fill. But if, <laughs> as long as they were filling the happy marks, it was so always true. happy at the beginning. It was exciting. I like exciting things. That's so true. It is. But it's then, like, you know, that first month, right? Everybody's like, ah. And yeah, the hormones, the what? It's the mm-hmm. serotonin rush that comes with new relationships. You're swapping saliva and there's something in the saliva that like hooks you to the other person. Is that science or is yeah. that ew? <laughs> Why do you think we kiss? Oh, I really have never. Exactly. There's no purpose in kissing. Like it doesn't make a baby. I mean, it leads <laughs> to it, but you know what I mean? It's cool. pretty like oral invasive. <laughs> But yeah, there's like something in the saliva. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like the pheromones like of your smell. Yeah. Kind of like, it's almost like <laughs> my guides are saying, it's like, you get a taste for the other person and you want more. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> just think about like a makeout session, right? Like, okay. what are you doing? You're just like mauling each other. Seriously. It's teenage years. <laughs> I guess it's all about exploration, right? <laughs> Oh, I love it. Um, okay. So you, after you projected your happiness onto them, then they didn't meet those expectations. And then you would be like, you're obviously not making me happy anymore. It's resentment city. Yeah. Yeah. If you ever, were you the mayor? Yeah. I'm, I was the mayor of resentment city. (laughs) But if you ever like outsource your happiness into like a job or Mm -hmm. a partner or anything, like it's always going to come up short because it was never meant to be their job. And I would say like the more that you do it, the harder you fall. Yeah. (laughs) So like the sooner you can realize in your life, and this is like why I like to do those life checks of like, yeah, where am I giving stuff away? Where am Mm -hmm. I putting myself outside? Where am I like looking for those outside, you know, expectations or rewards? And I just try to like reel it back in. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Cause it's, I mean, my, the, my marriage bubble bursting was like, that was hardcore depression. That was hardcore. Like that's just a huge reality. What do I do? You know, where do I go from here? How do I rebuild? So, Mm -hmm. especially like when I wanted to have a baby and I was like getting so close to that energy and then boom, (laughs) (laughs) but I would say for those who are in the moment about to explode or have already exploded, rebuilding is really awesome. Because you get deep into your creator source and you're like, well, what the fuck do I actually want then? Forget what everybody's told me. You have to ask yourself. That's the only question that's going to get you out of it is like, what do I want? And I was terrified because I thought, what if I don't know what that I want? Because I have always subscribed to other people's wants, essentially. And my guide said, okay, do the best you can with the energy you have now. So like make a choice, see how that goes then make another one. And then you can always course correct and you can always apologize. You can always do whatever. But it's like, I was so stuck in wanting to be like the next perfect version and realizing like, oh, it's what I make it. What's what I call perfectly aligned. So every day and it could change every day. (laughs) What do you think? Who's the, okay. Who's the most unaligned person you have ever been with? 
And why do you think you attracted them? Oh God. Okay. I think the most unaligned person that I attracted was this guy. I'm going to say his full name. Is that okay? Uh -uh. Oh, (laughs) (laughs) don't do that. Make up a name. (laughs) Oh my God. But like his name is part of it. Okay. (laughs) Um, (laughs) For legal purposes, this is all a joke. (laughs) I'm going to say, can I say his first name? No, make it up. (laughs) Protect their anonymity there. You're not getting his consent. Okay. Okay. Um, I dated this guy in high school Mm -hmm. and I met him over the internet. (laughs) Okay. Oh, I love that. Like BBS, you guys yeah. like wave, uh, uh, you know, like dialing <laughs> on to the internet, <laughs> prodigy level. And we chatted back and forth. And um, I was just like, yes, you know, like I'm really excited. Let's do this. And we met up for coffee. And I, you know, this is like before cell phones, you guys, there's like payphone level. Yeah. And um, that's how old I am. <laughs> and I was on this day at this like little coffee shop in town. And I told my friends, I was like, okay, like, um, call a restaurant and say there is an emergency at like this time. And then if the date's going really bad, I'll leave. Um, but if it's not, I'll just be like, Oh, they're fine. Da da da. My friends never called. <laughs> mm-hmm. I was stuck on this horrible date. This guy was a redneck hillbilly. He's like, I have a, a seat in the back of my truck. I can take you boonie stomping. We can go around and all this kind of stuff and blah, blah, blah. And I think why I attracted him was like, do I want this type of like country lifestyle Mm -hmm. and like, you know, living out here and just, you know, away from the city and just being with the good old boy. And I was like, absolutely not. I do not want that. about that phase. No, (laughs) no. And I was just like, all we're going to talk about is football and boonie stomping and cows. <laughs> and I just was like, I don't think I really want to, to do this. And he had a weird name, which I'm not mm-hmm. allowed to say. And I, I could not birth. be Mrs. Weird ass fucking last name. Okay. okay. Like that was a big thing. I couldn't have that as a last name. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just too weird. And it just kind of made me realize like, I, I really want like an adventurous, adventurous soul. I want somebody who wants to live outside of their small little town. I want somebody who has travel and passions and bigger things that I'm also interested in. Like there was a real part of me where I was like, I'll just be like this happy little wife and like, you know, live on the farm and do that kind of stuff. And that's kind of what my mom rejected from her life growing up on a farm. And I was like, maybe I want that. And then I was like, Mm -hmm. no, I I don't want that. And like, probably I could have met somebody else with a better representation of that life. But yeah, I think it was for me to learn that I actually don't want that. And sometimes that's what relationships are, right? That's exactly what they are. That's That's a lot of what it is. (laughs) Uh, Yes. Especially when you're really young. (laughs) Exactly what it is. What about you? Like, like, what have you, like, what's your most unaligned partner? I'm so curious. I honestly think that all the men I've dated have been unaligned for different reasons. Ooh. I too went through the country phase. Yeah. I could do this. I could, you know, live in the country. I could, you know, work on my car every night, you know, like that. I don't know if anybody else has that experience out there ish, (laughs) but, but I, I also had that experience and they were going to propose. So like, it was going to maybe be, I stuck with this person, uh, like my senior year of high school through like my sophomore year of college. So like we went to college together and Oh, got an apartment. college. Whoa. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I actually, 
moved out of my parents' house when I was 17. I was a senior and into his parents' house. Whoa. Because he would take me to work and my parents wouldn't. So I was like, I have to go to work because I need money. (laughs) So I had to move out. But he, I I feel like that relationship actually saved me in a lot of ways. But Mm. Ultimately, it ended up being pretty unaligned. He kind of stayed the same, and I I changed a lot yeah. <laughs> through that relationship. I really realized a lot of the things that I didn't want. Exactly like your past relationships are supposed to teach you. Like all of the men I've dated have been super controlling. Mm. None of them have ever made me feel good about myself because, like, yeah. I didn't feel good about myself. So that's why I was attracting them to like mirror back to me my own insecurities. And like growing up in a super strict household. I now know like I equated control with love. Mm. So I let these men control me and I called it love. <laughs> and like how, like how many relationships until you realized, oh, I've been doing this pattern. <laughs> uh, okay. So I'm a serial monogamist. My whole adult life, I've only been single like three months. Wow. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. Like. I have ne- like this necklace from a boyfriend I had in second grade. Uh, I had a boyfriend in kindergarten, I had a boyfriend in first grade. Like every year I like, I had boyfriends. I had a girlfriend in pre-K. Hey, but that wasn't an indicator. <laughs> Let me just go do some stuff and then I'll come back. <laughs> and then we're going to circle back. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to um, circle back to this feeling. <laughs> Yeah. I've just, I'm a serial monogamous. I've always been in relationships, got out of a relationship, got right back into another one. There was always like somebody there that was ready to try it with me in Texas. <laughs> I don't. Okay. I, I definitely had like a boyfriend in like kindergarten. Right. I think like we all did. Yeah. And we used to play like kissy face and like mm-hmm. try to kiss the boys. Right? right. But then I would say I like never really had boyfriends. Right. Like even in like high school, I had my one boyfriend my senior year, kind of like we met junior or senior year, but I don't think I really dated anybody. Mm-hmm. I always hung out with the gay boys. Thanks, dad. Thanks. <laughs> you like somebody like your dad. My dad is gay. Thank you. Um, I had all gay boys, all gay boys, all the gay boys that. were my friends and I love them. And, but I like, didn't really date. Mm-hmm. And then I met, I'm not even going to say my boyfriend's name. Cause now I'm so terrified. Don't say it. I did my, my boyfriend in high school. And then in college, I kind of had some hot messes of things. And then I met, I didn't really date anybody in college, like not like serious, like have a boyfriend kind of thing. I think I was more like partying, hanging out with friends, finding who, who out who I was. And then I met, I can say my husband's name. <laughs> I met Dan, um, right. Like a year, like in 2001. So like the year after I graduated, mm-hmm. I think, or no. Yeah. I met him in 2002, the year I graduated after that. So, and then like, we were like karmic relationship and we just like literally met and then just started dating. And here we are 19 years later, still, still That's dating, amazing. still doing still it, dating. but it's like, I had like, not a lot of experience, like being in relationships and like my parental and familial relationships, you know, love you guys, but it was bad. Not, and I, I think I always remember being like, I want to have a good relationship. I have like a pair of cousins that actually have a good relationship that I would like lean into a little bit, but even them, you know, they'd have to, to work through things. And I, I never realized that you had to like, (laughs) I'm not like laughing, but you had to like work through things in a relationship. Like the first couple of fights I had with Dan, 
was like, well, we should break up because we're obviously fighting and we don't get along. And he was like, these are these deal breaker fights. And I was like, <laughs> no. And he's like, okay, like we can like work them out. And I was like, oh, oh. what a concept. Weird. <laughs> no, you like want to talk and like, then you're like going to like me again. Oh. Um, cause I associated fighting with like my parents and then like divorce. And I was like, mm-hmm. oh, this is obviously leading towards divorce, you know? Mm-hmm. So I get I that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Our past relationships are such good. Like, like learning opportunities about yourself. Yeah. Like if you can look at them through the lens of it always being about you. If it's always about you, what did this relationship show you? Okay. What I want to know before we move on to the next like healthy relationship stuff is why do you think you attracted Jenna as a partner? Oh, Jenna was a catalyst. Jenna was like mm. the universe, like dangling a happier future in front of me. Like, cause I, I typically, you know, I make moves based on relationships. Relationships are really important to me. Obviously. Yeah. Obviously. <laughs> those three months of terror, but otherwise, I mean, no, that was three months of excellence. That was, that was a slutty summer. That was so fun. (laughs) I love it. So you were still relating, just not permanently. Correct. Without the confines of a label. You're having relations (laughs) as they say. The best relations. Oh my God. I dated someone that got married on my birthday. Oh God. (gasps) Yeah. Like the the three months, a lot happened. (laughs) Uh, okay. So Jenna, we met, um, on a double date (laughs) with my ex and her ex. I met her ex. We started nursing together. Our very first nursing jobs or internships were together. And then we became friends because she's kind of nuts. And I don't know. I really like nuts people. Like, I just think they're so genuine. I, I am so attracted to being friends with really crazy people. They're just so themselves. Like they don't give a shit. They're so themselves. Yeah. I love that about them. So obviously we became fast friends and we double dated. Um, and that was a very short, <laughs> short lived uh, double dating relationship because yeah. both of our partners decided that we were having too much fun together. Me and Jenna. <laughs> like, they were on like, to you. Way too much fun together. So that her relationship ended. Um, and then I switched jobs, Jenna, obviously also a nurse. So I switched jobs and actually went to go work in her unit at a different hospital. Um, and my marriage was simultaneously falling apart. Hmm. So we had like our schedule was like almost the same, like the universe came Whoa. together and like, Ooh, we were working together almost every night. And cause we both work night shift and we would just like talk, like we would talk about everything. And yeah, she's the first person I found out like astrology stuff about with like her mom was into it. So she was like, Oh, there's something called your moon sign. So like we looked it up one night at work. Like, How cute. So cute. And yeah, she decided she was moving back to Colorado and I was like, I'm getting divorced. So fuck it. I'm going to get a travel assignment in Colorado. We'll see how this goes. But it was really like, she was a catalyst of change for me. I could decide to change and follow what's exciting, what would light me up versus like pursuing this relationship that I had tried and tried and tried to Mm. make work. And it just wasn't working. That's awesome though. Mm -hmm. I feel that excitement and that tingliness. Oh, so exciting. (laughs) Is it still exciting five years later? It is exciting in a different way. In a different way. I agree. It's like a stable exciting. (laughs) It's a predictable amount of excitement. Yeah, that's exciting. I love it. It it is. 
<laughs> the joys of relationships and being together. Mm-hmm. Um, well, let's talk about some healthy relationships. Maybe we can give some insight on that. <laughs> We're really good at the other stuff. I'm good at the other. I'm good, I'm good at healthy relationships. I think Health, healthy relating. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think it's part of it is like relationship Tuesdays, right? It's like mm-hmm. taking that time out for your partner. But I also think it's one, not comparing yourself to any other couple, mm-hmm. right? Cause you're all on different wavelengths and doing different things and working through different traumas, um, together. Right. So it's like, everybody's really different and people react, react and respond differently. So if you compare yourself, like mm, it's not going to work. Right. Um, and I used to compare myself and think that I need to do certain things or be certain places and that didn't work. Mm-hmm. So I just, I don't compare. I focus on my relationship. And then I actually, I think this is a funny thing, but it's like having your own time. Mm-hmm. Like Balance. I have to have my own time to like develop my own stuff. He has to have his so that when we get together, we have something to talk about. Cause if we do everything together, like, <laughs> then we're like, Hey, wasn't that fun? Yeah, I was there. <laughs> You know, you're like, yeah, that was cool. That was cool. Um, and then I think more recently it's like having these deeper intimate conversations, right. And having that, I need to tell men that talking about their feelings is really fucking sexy. Okay. Yeah. And please do it. Please, please, please. I saw this like thing on TV where these guys were like, Whoa, and screaming and being emotional and vulnerable. And they all loved it. And I was like, I want more of that. I want more of that for men. I think there's a lot of stuff for women and that's awesome. But I feel like the men sometimes get left behind. And so I think having other resources to help your partner, like come into their own and find ways to be vulnerable. And I don't know, in community, I think it's important for your partner to be doing their own work. Oh yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, what else? What do you think? What's healthy? What's how do you healthily relate to somebody? Um, I think one of the biggest lessons I've learned, especially being with a woman, it's like being with a woman was finally able to like even the playing field Mm. because all of my subconscious conditioning was that, you know, men were, I was less than men, right? That's Mm. what you're taught growing up. Like I grew up in the church. So of course I was subconsciously attracting like dominating men who I like handed over my power to. Right. But then being with a woman, it was like, well, what does this relationship look like? Cause we're the same. We're equal. Now did. I'm curious, like, did Jenna come in with any preconceived notions herself? Like she had been in the gay game a lot longer than me. That's my question. Right. Because like, <laughs> you know, you were like new to the game and she was like, Hey, I've been here before. Like, I'm curious if there was anything like put upon you or anything in terms of expectations, or did you find that it really is a more even relationship? It really was a more even relationship. I think I had to break down my expectations of her being the more masculine one, um, taking care of me. And like, she's a nurturer by nature, which I really, I love that. I need that in a partner, but yeah, I had to really catch myself on my expectations about just because she was the more like masculine appearing one or more Mm. masculine energy one. Like it didn't place her in a different, you know, higher realm of a relationship than me. Yeah. Even playing field. So I was able to catch myself on those expectations because I was like, wait, wait, I can't expect that from her. She's a girl, oh. which also showed my conditioning. <laughs> You're like, oh, bing, 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 bing. It was a lot. It was a lot all at once. <laughs> How did she handle the decon- your deconditioning? She was doing it as well. Okay. Mm-hmm. And what was she thinking of you that you were going to be like the girly girl wifey wife? I don't know what she thought I was going to be. Um, <laughs> I am kind of a bitch. <laughs> I'm assertive. She's assertive. We're both assertive. 
I don't know what she expected. I don't, I wouldn't say that her past relationships were the healthiest either. So I think me being will willing to check my expectations also allowed her the space to do the same, to do that. Did you guys like talk about this stuff? Like when, when an expectation would come up, would you be like, Oh, I assumed that you would like do this because of this. Like, how did you guys work through those expectations? And I'd say the work initially was more internal until I okay. started doing this subconscious work and like okay. learning about psyche K and doing all of this, like bringing those subconscious conditioning, mm. like learning how to communicate them, how to become aware of them and then how to communicate them. That really up-leveled our relationship so much, yeah. so much. Like there's this balance in psyche K it's for relationships specifically. And it, it even, it, it like shows you where your gifts and opportunities are in the other person, AKA why you're triggered by someone. And then it neutralizes it. It's like, you're, you're able to balance out the relationship. So you don't trigger each other anymore. So I did this in a workshop, one of the like advanced psyche workshops that I was doing. Um, and I, the person I was working with, my partner went into surrogation for Jenna. So they were a surrogate for her energy. Cause that tested to be the priority relationship that I needed to balance ah, was between okay. me and Jenna. So okay. we tested for that. She showed up and then I was doing this on like a Sunday morning. It was like, 10 30 or 11 Jenna was working she worked for hospice at that time so she was like driving around mm-hmm. and I was in this workshop doing magic and so we're like um there are different belief points associated with different areas of your body and different mm. statements beliefs that they attach to so you find out kind of which areas of life you're you're being triggered in by your partner and how you oh. trigger them oh my god um so I then <laughs> it's so good at the end of the balance um you end up telling the other person what they need to hear. And they tell you what you need to hear, like repeatedly over and over until it like, it neutralizes it. It takes the charge out of your relationship. Mm. Um, and I needed to hear, uh, from Jenna that she trusted me Mm. and she needed to hear that I wanted to be with her. So like, this is happening. The person that's in surrogation for Jenna starts crying and like, I cry and it's all beautiful. And then I get home later that night. I'm telling Jenna, I'm like, look, our relationship's all fixed. Look at all these triggers or whatever. And she's like, what time did you do this? And I was like, oh, I don't know, like 11 AM. And she's like, I was sitting in my car and I burst it out crying. Whoa. <laughs> Next uh, time, tell your partner when you're doing witchy shit. Correct. Um, <laughs> disclaimer, you should give them a heads you up. You may cry as the moon Amen. crosses into Taurus. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that really bounced out the way that we were able to relate to each other because it's like the ego was taken out of it. So now we have this like really beautiful open communication and essentially we're not projecting our shit onto one another anymore. Mm. When she's in a bad mood, it's no longer my fault. Mm. It's I'm in a bad mood. It's going to resolve here in a few. Yeah. I know I'm in a bad mood. I know I'm being kind of a twat. It's going to pass. Oh my God. I was, I am such a little brat sometimes. Like, and I have to give my husband like so much kudos for patience. Like he was, I was like cathartic and he was like, it was a really nice day. And he was like, we should go for a walk. And I was like, okay. (laughs) And then I was just like quiet and sad and drama on the thing. And literally he was just like there, you know, he wasn't like, come on, blah, 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 blah. Like he was like, he can read me, you know? So he was just like being quiet. And I was walking and I was like, okay, Jessica, like you can just be in your stinky ass mood on this mile and a half walk and not say anything to your husband. Or you can like 
ask him about something because he he was just doing a screencast. Um, and so he asked me a question. He's like, oh, have you ever like done a screencast before? And I was like, no, <laughs> that's it. <Okay. laughs> walking, walking, walking. And then I felt this part of me that was like, the only way to like get out of this and, you know, have a conversation and like get out of this funk is to like move through it or to talk about it. And so I was just like, tell me about your screencast, you know? And, mm-hmm. and then it like lightened the mood. And I like got myself out of my like funk because I just didn't feel like walking, mm-hmm. but it's like, it's that you have, it's like an awareness and an effort to like be aware of like your shit, not do your best to like not pass it on to your partner. I think I mean, that's get out of it. You know, pivotal point of a healthy, healthy oh, relationship so- is just being able to catch yourself on your shit. catch yourself. Don't project. (laughs) And if you are projecting, like, that's okay. Just say like, I'm projecting. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Because, and I think, I think it's Brene Brown Mm -hmm. who had that really good phrase, um, that she was talking about. (laughs) She was like swimming with her husband and he was like swimming ahead of her. And, you know, all these emotions came up for her. Right. And she said to him to talk about it, she said, the story that I'm telling myself is, What's the that story? you're mad at me and you don't love me. And that's why you're swimming fast. And he was like, oh my God, totally none of that. I was just swimming fast because X, like nothing mm-hmm. related to that. And it was just like, it gives you that opportunity in partnership, you know, and that's why people are do partnership is to be like, why is this guy swimming 20 meters ahead of you, making you feel abandoned? Right. What is that? Like you got you some big ass abandonment yeah. issues in there that you got to like dig up and look out. And so what we do is we scoop out that abandonment and we throw it on our partner. We're like, how dare you make us feel that way? Right. You know? And it's like, instead of, you know, we could probably be like, thank you for pointing out my abandonment issues. I mean, maybe we'll get there in relationships, but I think that's it. I think it's like really taking ownership for what your partner is also showing to you. Yeah. A hundred percent. I feel like you call them in relationships or mirrors and the people you feel most aligned with are going to be your biggest mirrors. (laughs) Oh my God. My guides are like, and some relationships are funhouse mirrors. Could be. Yes. Wow. What a trip. (laughs) What do you think that, um, your relationship with Dan, like what has been the biggest gift it's given you and what has been the biggest like challenge? Oh my God. The biggest gift, funny that you said that about Jenna, um, Dan is 100% himself, mm-hmm. you know, like he, he definitely has like, a, you know, maybe a more like social situation type of thing, but eventually like he will just be him true self. And I love that about him. Mm-hmm. Like, it's just, it, like you said, it is, it's so freeing. They can say whatever they want because they don't care. And I was like, like people pleasers, it's teach me. Yes. I'm a, a perform a per- previous people pleaser. And I'm like, I'm a performer. I'm a performer. performer. (laughs) And yes. And that's what it was. I said, I feel like I'm acting. I feel like performing. And I was like, how do you, I would say to him, like, how do you just like not care? He's like, I just don't. And I was like, how do you do that? Um, but also just like unconditional love. Like he does not give up, you know, like, again, I was like storming out with our fights in San Francisco and our little apartment. And he would just like, not give up, you know, like, so that was that just like, he really kind of showed me that like relationships are about coming back together after you have those, you know, like fights or things like that. And you work through them and you understand them. Um, and it's not over if that happens, right? Like I was, was looking for perfection. Um, but he really just taught me, like, he really taught me like how to be in a relationship, which is Mm -hmm. pretty amazing. Um, and just unconditional love, you know, it's, it's every time I like talk to a psychic or any other person like, Oh my God, he loves you so much. I'm like, I know (laughs) that's pretty awesome. Um, the biggest challenge, 
Hmm. On the same note, he's very honest. Mm-hmm. He's a Sagittarius and he will like call me on my shit. And sometimes that is really hard. Yeah. Really hard. Like he's a couple of times, like he's really pointed. He's like, Hey, you're kind of like angry. And I was like, what? He's like, remember when you like threw that brush and like broke that chair? And I was like, <laughs> yeah, I do. I'm kind of angry. And I do, I get this, like what I get to I, what this feeling is, is like, if I feel like I'm being like attacked by somebody, AKA they're like telling me, you know, the, the shit truth. that I need to hear. Yeah. Yes. The truth. Um, I like kind of go into this like blackout phase and I get this like, you know, animal in a corner and I just throw brushes and I knock things over. And it's like this very like out of body. Like I almost don't remember it. It doesn't feel like me. It's actually quite scary to be in that place. And I've only been there a couple of times, but it's um, really hard when somebody you love is like, Hey, (laughs) you know, and you're just like, Oh, um, but now that I know this is what's supposed to happen (laughs) and I'm here for it. It's less annoying. Uh, It's still sometimes like hard to hear when you think you've like accomplished something or done something. And then you realize "Mm, you haven't, you know, gone as far in that learning. But for the most part, that's the biggest challenge is, you know, he's a Sagittarius. Like he does not mince words. I get it. Yeah. Yeah. You what's the best and the not so best. (laughs) Best thing that Jenna I think this gift of a relationship is unconditional love. Truly. There are no, there are no conditions to this. There are none. (laughs) (laughs) And it's so nice to be in that place because I had to be in a place to be able to give it and also to receive it, to attract Mm. Jenna, you know, Mm. um, (laughs) good golf clap for me. Good job, Natalie. (laughs) (laughs) I'm amazing. Cause Jenna's amazing. Cause I'm amazing. (laughs) Um, and then the biggest challenge I would say is she's very emotional and very moody. So like holding space for that and not internalizing it. Um, you know, every time that cyclically it happens, that's always an opportunity for me to not internalize. Mm, like, um, say, like say you think it's your fault or right, you have to not like try do to something, Ooh, not try yeah. to fix it. Like you want to sit in this. So I'm going to let you sit in it and I'm just going to be here while you wallow. <laughs> But, okay. But how do you like, okay. Cause sometimes when I sit in other people's shit, I'm kind of like, you know, I have a little bit of an attitude. I'm like, you going to get out of this shit. Are you like pleasant and nice? Or are you like, I feel like I see you like reading a magazine. Just like, just let me know when you're done being a twat. <laughs> <laughs> That's most of the time what it's like, but after like so many days of it, if it goes on mm. for days and days and days, like I start to get irritated and I'm like, I'm going to need you to get the fuck over it. Like I'm going to need yeah. you to to yeah. move the fuck on. Yeah. I don't, I haven't said that yet, but I feel like it's coming. <laughs> <laughs> but like how, because it, that's the thing, right? It's like when, you know, you're around your partner, their energies in your space. Like yeah. that's the same thing. I try to like disperse that, but yeah, if your partner's in a funk or a mood, that's hard. I think that's like, a, that is a big challenge to, to recognize you know. like what's yours yeah. and what's theirs <clears throat> and like not try to fix it for them. Were you telling me about the bubble work where you put a bubble around you, a bubble around them, and then a bubble around the two of you together? No, that's okay. cute though. But it was like this idea that like you protect yourself. Mm-hmm. They can, you see Jenna in her bubble, let her have her pissy twatty in her bubble. You're in your happy bubble reading your magazine. And then you put every, you put your whole relation in it. So it's like, you can be there, 
and be in the space and With also boundaries. like let her like, cause she's just like, it's like a toddler who needs to have a tantrum. Right. And like, spiral. she just like needs to be in a funk and probably like let the more that like you let her be okay with that, probably the less she'll do it. Right? Yeah. Cause it's like this, yeah. I just need to feel this. And I just need this part of me to be recognized and loved. You know, it's like, we show our partners the most unlovable sides of us and be like, yes. can you please love this? Can you love this? If I explode? Yeah. Yeah. And I, you just have to realize that that's their stuff. It's not your yeah. stuff. And you have to choose if you're going to let it affect your day or not. Yeah, that's true. That's true. <laughs> you have to consciously make that choice. <laughs> Defend it. Uh, but yeah, I'd say those are the best. That's the best gift mm. and challenge. That's are good. With. What about the best relationship advice you can give to people who are in relationships and also single people? I, all the single ladies, all the single ladies. <laughs> I don't know that life, but <laughs> uh, the best advice I can give is to always be nice. <laughs> to your partner. Seriously, always be nice. Like I cannot imagine talking to Jenna the way that I have talked to my partners in the past Mm. because I have so much respect for her. It turned out I didn't have respect for them. (laughs) Flip side of that coin. (laughs) (laughs) Like we've kind of promised we don't do name calling Mm. and I'm always going to be nice to you. That's our good commitment. Like, would you rather be in this relationship or would you rather be right? Yeah. Pick. Sometimes I want to be right. Okay. Well, that might, that might cost you a relationship. <laughs> I know. <laughs> um, that's beautiful though. And I think it's true. I think it's true. Just, you know, this is your person, Treat even if nicely. it's for right now. Yeah. Be nice to them. Yeah. What about for single people? Uh, same goes for single people. <laughs> be nice. Be nice to yourself. If the way that you talk to yourself is the way that you would want a partner to talk to you, then that's the kind of partner you're going to attract. Ooh, drop in the real harsh truth today, Natalie. I'm not sorry. (laughs) Not sorry. Not sorry. sorry. I'm not sorry. You need to hear it. (laughs) What Um, about you? What's the best relationship advice you could give? Okay. For couples, I would say this is an image that I get a lot from spirit. Um, your relationship is like building a fire, like in the beginning, it's hot, it's blazing. There's like tons of energy, but like the longer you are together, you just have to remember to like, keep throwing logs on the fire. And, Mm -hmm. you know, you have to like, keep doing new things together and learning new things together and sharing interests and building families and traveling and like, you know, relating to each other, essentially, Mm -hmm. you know, like, do it. And you don't have to do things if that's not like, that's my relationship, but like you have to keep adding those logs on and getting to know each other and developing it. And that's what I kind of realized is like, you're the ones that keep the fire going. Yeah. Right. You're the ones that tend to it. You're the ones that are responsible for your relationship. And when mine crumbled and fell, I was, I just kind of put on autopilot. I was like, cool, great. I started the fire and I like went off into the woods and then I came back and I was out and I was like, Oh fuck. Mm-hmm. Um, and like, it's really hard to start a fire with burnt wood. Mm-hmm. So you have to go get new wood. Right. So like, but if you keep adding to it, you don't have to like, let the fire go out and restart the fire, which is more effort. You have to collect the wood, you know, this is spirit giving me these like <laughs> easy to digest stories, but it is, it's like, 
keeping, getting to know them and understanding them as a person. Yeah. And, you know, they're, you're going to change, they're going to change and growing with each other. So, and I think part of that is communication. Just my God, talk to your partner. Oh my God. You cannot, it's terrifying it. for me, but you know, I do it anyway. Mm-hmm. I used to be so terrified that he would like leave me and abandon me and all this kind of stuff. And, you know, that comes from like past life wounds for me. And I did actually did some light language and that actually cleared my throat chakra Ooh. to help me. Um, I hope to tell you a funny story about that. Ooh. Um, but it cleared my throat to be able to just communicate effectively without fear that I was going to be like, you know, cast away. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then single people, I would say like, stop stressing so much on like when and where you're going to meet this person. I think people get fixated on that. Mm -hmm. And I think it's really more about an attraction energy. Like I often will channel for people, like write down your requirements. What kind of person do you want? And, you know, let it be less about like, I want them to be rich and more like, I want them to love their job or I want them to be financially stable. And even it was so interesting. I just channeled this for a woman yesterday. Um, the partner coming into her life, like had this like with their finances. And I was like, Oh, she does not like that. Mm -hmm. And I, and spirit was like, you're going to see that as a red flag and you're going to pass this person up, but actually they're coming to meet you to work on that. Mm -hmm. It's just that they haven't found the right job yet. They want to work. They have this desire, but they haven't found that yet. And their partnership with you will actually like like inspire that within them, but you have to take that risk, you know? And so many people like cut people off, like I think too soon Mm -hmm. before really giving them a full chance. And I think when you get older, you're like, gotta move, gotta move, gotta move. So hopefully like your, your resonance is better, but you know, don't cut people off too, too quickly, you know? Yeah. If you feel something for it, if you feel good about keeping the work going, do it. doesn't feel good anymore. Jump ship, jump ship. But if it, if you're curious, it feels good. And I think like, if you get triggered by this person or things come up for you, like, look at that. Right. Cause they're, oh, yeah. that's kind of like a highlight reel to what your relationship could be. How like. am I calling this in? Yeah. <laughs> um, and like, I, I would ditto what you said, love yourself. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If you're single, if it's been tough for you to find a partnership, that's like a long-term commitment, then this is the time for you to do the work. Yeah like give yourself those things that you are outsourcing to a relationship and then an even better relationship will come along because you no longer need those things from a partner. It's like you guys, 100% true. It is. I cannot tell you like when you then get into a partnership or get into a marriage, like you still have to work on yourself. Mm -hmm. So if you already have that, you know, cadence going and that schedule and you're like paying attention to yourself, like your relationship just becomes that much more awesome. You know, you're worth it. Take care of yourself. (laughs) I get people a lot that come to work with me and say like, well, I want to find a relationship. I want to find a relationship. And I think it's so interesting that they come to me because, you know, I haven't really been single. And so I'm like, okay, why do I keep attracting people who want relationships? Why does that happen? I need to look more into that. I haven't devoted the time to digging into that one yet, but I, I always tell them like, Like, what are you outsourcing to a relationship? What is that new relationship going to give you? Mm. Because that's what you need to start giving yourself. Like, it's not the relationship that you're wanting. 
It's whatever you think it's going to give you. Ooh, like validation, worthiness, <clears throat> all that yeah. stuff. And when yeah. they say partnership, I'm like, yeah, that's fair. But what does partnership give you? Yeah. 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 Like, I, you know, it's totally fine to be like, I want somebody to make my coffee one time. You know, I want somebody to take care of me and nurture me. Like not yeah. all the time, 24 seven, but it's like, like you said, you know, you like to be nurtured. Start nurturing yourself. And then you're going to raise your frequency to the vibration of a nurturer. Yeah. Because also like if you outsource everything to your partner and then like, they're like gone for a weekend, what are you going to (laughs) do? You know, (laughs) call them and text them obsessively. So it's like, you know, you have to have that self-sufficiency and then you get to like share it with a partner. And it's really fun to give and take in partnership. You know, like yesterday I made cookies and like, I brought one to Dan and I was like, do you want a cookie? You know? And he's like, yes. I'm like, I love doing that shit. You know, just like, mm-hmm. here you go. I just made a little something and he was in his office and, you know, he's like, oh, I'll have it a little bit later, you know, but like, I love to take care of him and just do nice little sweet things. And like, he'll do things like he'll see I'm cold on the couch, but I like the blankets, like all the way over there, mm-hmm. five feet away. And he'll just come and put a blanket over me. That's sweet. I love that. Cause it's like, you're paying attention and you know, I'm a lazy ass fuck. <laughs> Can't get the damn blanket. But also, I kind of like want somebody to do that. Well, that's love language. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I want to be like, you notice that I'm cold and you covered me up. Right. Understand your love language and then start giving that to yourself. And I bet that'll change the game. Yeah. And I think the love language guy, it's, he's kind of religious. So, you know, if you get the emails and stuff, take it with a grain of salt. (laughs) If you don't like the religious stuff. Yeah. I don't mind it. Unsubscribe. (laughs) (laughs) I think it's too religious. Um, Okay. So you have, when people come to you for relationships, you have them work on themselves, right? Mm -hmm. I think when people come to me for relationships, a lot of what I do is clearing around like past relationships, Mm -hmm. right? So how to, how is a past relationship still holding on as you're trying to move forward and even like familial relationships, right? Oh, you know, oh gosh, like so many people are like, I'm like, okay, well, you're like this. Cause your mom was like this, Yes. but like, you know, when you get into relationships, like you want to be a little bit different because you don't want to be like your mom and that didn't really work out. And that workaholic, you know, ism, you don't really want to take in because that doesn't leave time for relationships. Right. Mm-hmm. And so they start to see that they're like, oh, my mom was workaholic. I'm Patterns. workaholic. Da, 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 da. Yeah. So I show them a lot of like patterns or like lineage work that they're working through in terms of like, um, you go ahead and have that baby on your own, you know, Mm -hmm. like you don't need a man to do this. Like, you know, and a lot of people are like, I feel like I want to be a single mom and I'm like, do it, it. you know, like you have this full support of your family. So I think there's a lot about just breaking down like stereotypes and past things and just kind of clearing out like, yeah. And then it's really interesting because I will see like full on people when people ask about like partnerships and I will describe their ideal partner to them. Um, but what I always kind of like caution against is like, don't be like out in the dating world. Be like, there's the guy with the green flannel. It's more just like, he's the type of guy that wears a green flannel. What type of guy Mm. is that? He's cute. He's cozy. He's maybe a little, I don't know, industrious, who knows? Um, Pacific Northwesty, who knows? I don't know. But like, it's this, it's more like what I try to say to people is like, this is the feeling of the person you want. And then sit with that feeling, right? Mm-hmm. Like the way he looks, the way he smells, what he does, all that. And then hold that vibration when you go out and then bing, attract them like that. So I think I've, I've had like, it's hard when people like I give them relationship um, channelings and they're like looking for that specific type of person things move around so much, you know, timelines. 
a lot of times too, you'll hear like, you'll see a partner, but they're like, not ready for you yet. Or, Mm -hmm. you know, in another relationship. And, you know, that's hard too, because you have to like, wait, (laughs) Well, yeah, you know, and it's like, what do you do while you're waiting for your person? You know, you work work on yourself. yourself. You work on yourself. (laughs) Also, I would say, don't get so caught up on like the image of your partner mm-hmm. because like obviously my perfect partner is a female yes. never would have fucking guessed that growing up so like don't even assign a gender to it it's just like yeah. what is the feeling I want to have in the relationship what are their interests because you could be closing yourself off subconsciously that's actually a really good suggestion I feel like hopefully now maybe people feel a little bit more safer exploring yeah, dating different genders, dating different types of people, you know, like Mm -hmm. back in the day, you know, it wasn't, but hopefully that, and that maybe that's kind of what the world is missing. Oh yeah. Thank God for TikTok guys get on lesbian TikTok. (laughs) It's a lot of self-acceptance and exploration. Oh my God. (laughs) I love it. Lesbian TikTok. Yeah. Tell us what you think about this episode. Just shoot us an email, DM us over on Instagram about like, did this trigger you? Did it make you self-reflect on your own relationships in your life? Doesn't have to be romantic. I mean, all of these things kind of apply for friendships, family members, like you're all, you're calling it all in for a reason. What do you think that is? Yeah. Go out there and relate Go let us know how it goes. Relating, (laughs) relating with caution during retrograde. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I think maybe that's a good point too, with the retrograde right now, it is like shit might come up. Your ex might call you, you might have mm-hmm. to sort through some things. And so it's the time the spirits and the, the planets are aligned to like go through. It's like, this is the time to go to the storage shed and open it up and go through the boxes and keep what you want and recycle the rest. Exactly. Have fun. Boom. Have <laughs> fun. And we will talk to you next week. Bye. Bye. <laughs>